you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. So I am pumped up today. We have a special guest, somebody that has been just crushing it in the real estate game, investing for a good while now. He used to teach it for the most part back in the day. And now he has a tremendous team, team building, focused strongly on mindset and mindset growth. He has 10 people on his team now just crushing in real estate investing. So uh, without further ado, you guys are going to love this one. Malhar, what's up, brother? How you doing? What's up, buddy? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm doing amazing. I appreciate you coming on and you know sharing your expertise with us on real estate investing. So today, I know we wanted to talk about mindset, but before we dive into that, you know, for anybody out there that doesn't know exactly who you are, do you mind giving like a rundown of who the heck you are, where you're from, you know, what, what you're doing in the real estate game and um, just a little bit more deeper into who you are. All right. Awesome, man. So um, let's see. I started investing in real estate about 11 years ago, largely as a, a matter of circumstance. I was that guy. Um, we had, we had some, uh, we had another business going on and long story short, it kind of crashed and burned. I felt largely responsible for it and i was that guy that was sitting around one day and uh my mom is a neat freak so i was actually still living at home at the time and um she she had the coffee table completely clear and there's these two free vip free real estate weekend tickets right yeah so i ended up going to this event for three days and you know the spiel um, i'm sure a lot of your audience has been to those right and they basically uh, have you invest in an education program. Uh, my, my investment was uh, well into the five figures that I didn't have. So I, I, what I did have is good credit. So I basically swiped, uh, I think, four or five different credit cards to put a, uh, about, a, I think it was probably a thirty-five dollars to $40,000 investment okay. uh, uh, into this. So I didn't have that money. I was just like, you know, I'm going to go after it and, and do it. So two or three years go by, I'm, I'm attempting to uh, really get something going, but you know, I was spinning my wheels, I wasn't really getting anywhere. So uh, like any normal person would do, they start evaluating their other options. Um, and so what I did is I actually doubled down, I invested in another course. And um, I was just like, all right, I'm gonna do this, you know? Um, and so for me, I felt like it was, um, it was a technical issue. Right. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I know um, it well enough. Um, but in reality, what I realized was um, I just didn't I didn't embrace the idea of what what you need to put something in in order to get something back. Right. Um, which was essentially marketing, you know, um, investment. So the, the biggest uh, shift for me, which we can talk about a little later, was the, the idea of cost versus investment mindset. And um I started doing that and, and, and essentially in 2010 started, uh, joined another group, uh, spent another, I don't know, 25 or so grand and, and still on credit cards. I was essentially robbing from Visa to pay MasterCard and MasterCard to pay Discover, um, literally moving balances around. And then um, that's when I really started getting some traction in 2011. Living in New York at the time and investing remotely, and then uh, got married in 2013. Uh, in late 2013, asked my wife to uh, move, like literally a week after we got married, I said, hey, we're starting to really gain some traction in Atlanta. Why don't we try to blow this up big time? Let's move out there. So literally a week after we got married, I told my wife, let's move to Atlanta. And then she came out here. She quit her job. I mean, we were... We were still, you know, in, in the struggle a little bit. Um, our date nights, uh, I recently wrote uh, about this. Uh, our date nights, uh, we used to go on Groupon to see what restaurant deals we could get, right? Just to be able to have a date. And so 
and then we just started going one one step in front of the other and then year over year since 2014 we moved here in november 2013 atlanta we have uh, doubled or tripled our business year over year and so mm. now we we have an awesome operation going in atlanta georgia i love it yeah so, hey no hating on the uh you know date night and uh and jumping on groupon if, if oh, it, not at all man yeah you do what it takes right that's right the more important thing is that you're doing the date night because if yeah. you're not doing the date night then there's a lot of chaos behind that <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i mean through and through uh my wife has been a huge support for us and she actually runs the construction side of our business she doesn't just design you know a lot of uh, a lot of people might say, you know, gender roles might suggest Mohar, you should be doing the construction. She's doing some of the other stuff. That doesn't work so well because I don't like that. And uh, honestly, I'm not that good at it either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's awesome to identify, you know, the strong suits in everybody. And, Absolutely. you know, that's just me and my me and my better half are exactly opposite people. But that's why we make such a dynamic duo because, you know, I can be the face, even though that's not my... <laughs> I'd rather not be that, <laughs> but my strong suit is not on the back end, and that's where she's good at, so it, it just makes sense that way. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, and, and that's the thing. I'm very much numbers-oriented. I'm very much a people person, so yeah. I can go out there, raise capital, etc., uh, whereas she is very down to the nitty-gritty. She, she's very good at systems, etc., so it, you're right. You know, it's a yin and a yang. We fit together really well. That's right. I love it. Cool. Yeah. So, so let's just talk about real estate a little bit. I know you mentioned that, you know, as you guys started building that momentum, you realized that the, the smart move was to make that investment in yourself to move to Atlanta. So, you know, what, what was really building up at that time to, to make it such a, you know, a, a no brainer? Yeah. So we were investing while we were in New York, we were investing in seven markets around the country and we weren't doing a ton of business necessarily, but we were doing the most properties and most projects in Atlanta. Um, Atlanta was poised. Uh, so I studied a lot of markets very closely. The things that I study whenever I'm looking at a new market are going to be things like job growth. You know, job growth is really what drives um, income. And, and people moving into uh, an, an area. So I really looked at job growth, what major industries existed in some of the other markets that I was working. And um, honestly, uh, my wife didn't love the cold in New York either. So Atlanta was also warmer, right? Yeah. So obviously quite a few business advantages, but there were some personal advantages to doing that as well. And so uh, we we came down to Atlanta, and the reason Atlanta worked so well is because there was still a, a tremendous amount of inventory, plus the price points were substantially lower than what some of the other markets around the country are doing. Uh, I, I mean, even to this day. But nonetheless, I mean, you know, there was uh, there was uh, just a lot of opportunity out here in terms of inventory levels, um, a cost of living, affordability was significantly lower. And we were starting to see all the new types of industries that were moving to Atlanta. Um, Atlanta actually now is, I, I believe, in the top five in terms of tech cities around the country. Um, it, it, correct, um, I'm not sure if it's number three, but I, I want to say it's number three. Um, I, you read about articles about Atlanta all the time. A lot of big companies have started moving to Atlanta. Um, I mean, I know everyone's like buying for Amazon right now, and Atlanta's yeah. still one of the top um, uh, picks. Yeah, and it could be a potential for uh, for it to come here. Makes sense to me because they're in the Northwest right now, uh, and you know, you could come to the opposite side, the Southeast, which you know would be a huge plus to uh, Atlanta uh, yeah. for Amazon to come out here. So that'd be cool. Yeah, I love it. So at the end of the day, I mean, you recognized opportunity. And was it a buyer's market over there? It was. Um, it was still a buyer's market. Yeah. So just like most markets were around the country at the time. Of course. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think that's the most important thing to identify with is, you know, recognizing opportunity. It drives me crazy. It drives me crazy when I hear people out there saying that, you know, they, they can't, there's no opportunity. There's no opportunity. Well, it starts with your mindset. And I, I know we're going to dive into that in a minute about the mindset to really be able to either just train yourself in more of a positive manner and, and really 
gravitate towards seeing opportunities around you or get creative. Uh, but I'm really glad that, you know, you mentioned that, you know, we saw more opportunity there. It, even the weather alone, that was more uh, inviting. So we, yeah. we jumped on it and we took action on it. So kudos yeah. to you guys for actually making that investment in yourself and identifying that opportunity. For sure. Thanks, man. Yeah. That's, I think that's what it really comes down to, man. I mean, it's like there's opportunity everywhere. There's a ton of people, I'm sure, in your market and markets around the country that are constantly complaining about, yeah. I can't find deals. I can't, you know, do this. I can't do that. And I'm just like, you know, I'll, I'll share a quick story, if I may, with you. Please. Around 2012, 13, I started watching uh, the news a little bit. And I started watching these stories coming up on TV. Oh, you know, the, the time to invest in real estate was six months ago, 12 months ago. You can't really find deals anymore. And I started letting it penetrate into my yep. soul. And as a result of it, there was a time. Now, mind you, this is my full-time gig. There was a time for four months I had no deals going on whatsoever. And I, it was largely because I was paying attention to all these naysayers, right? And so what I realized was I need to shut off the TV, right, and, and stop listening to the news media because at the end of the day, they just sell entertainment. So whatever sells, they sell it. And I realized, let me just go back to the basics. And once I started going back to the basics, it was it started coming together again. You know, we just started putting one foot in front of the other again, doing the marketing that we know is consistent and staying consistent with it. As a result of that, we were able to find deals on a regular and consistent basis. Same thing right now. I mean, we're probably uh, in the last 10 to 11 years, we're probably living in one of the hottest quote markets in the last 10 or 11 years. And I constantly hear people saying, I can't find deals. I can't find deals. I, so I just shut that noise off and I continue to do what I know how to do, which is put one phone in front of the other, find sellers that might be open to selling their property to a cash buyer like ourselves. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. So how do you trick your mind to be able to, you know, not listen to all the chaos around us? And I, I heard some statistic, I don't even know if this is correct, it sounds just astronomical, but um, but we have anywhere from like 50 to 70 or 80,000 thoughts throughout the day, and like 70% mm -hmm. of those are negative. I don't know how accurate that is by any means, but but nevertheless, there's a lot of naysayers out there. I grew up in a, in a household that, um, like no disrespect to my mom or anything like that, but it was just like... It, it was just repeating itself by, by negative, like stinking thinking was really holding us back. So yeah. I'm curious, you know, it took me a while to get out of that mindset and I still struggle with it every once in a while to, you know, stay on point. So yeah. how, how do you like to any listeners out there just getting started? I know people that I coach on a regular basis. I got to shake the hell out of them sometimes and be like, you know what? Like get out of your head. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things is, you have to first start off surrounding yourself with the right people. You have to get into the right circles, right? And so for me, I didn't have a ton of examples of people that ran large multi-million dollar real estate businesses or any businesses like that at a, at a personal or a close level. So I had to put myself in circles like that. So I would go to different RIA events and I wasn't, honestly, I wasn't doing a lot at that time, but I put myself in those circles and I, shut my mouth, right? And I listen. You know, what surprises me a lot is when I'll have a newbie wholesaler or newbie investor standing in front of me, trying to teach me the business without ever asking what type of information I have to, uh, uh, to give them, right? So they're, they're trying to sell me a deal and tell me this, that, and the other thing. The one, the, the one thing that I've learned over time is that I constantly want to put myself in larger and larger circles. So um, in, in Atlanta, we started growing our, our uh, know-how, credibility out here. And we started um, realizing, okay, you know, we're starting to have very similar co uh, conversations. No offense to anyone in Atlanta. I still get an opportunity to network with people out here. But I began to realize, okay, I want to go and find more information 
so that I, I can learn how to grow my business even larger. So guess what we started doing? We started investing in ourselves again and going to different events around the country, other masterminds, other you know, coaching programs. We have coaches right now, me and my wife, that, that continue to help us elevate our game. So putting ourselves first and foremost in the right circles is, is one of the first things I would say is critical, has been critical to my success, you know? Um, and then if I were to add to that is, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I did not used to be a huge reader, um, but over the last, I would say, year, year and a half, especially with the advent of Audible and, and mm-hmm. books, uh, list, being able to listen to books, I've been eating up books. So in, in, in my morning routine, I, I, w- I like to wake up pretty early. Um, even though I'm not an early riser, I've been practicing becoming an early riser. Um, but in my morning routine, while I'm like making myself breakfast, I like to really like, I like juicing and stuff in the morning. So while I'm making my juices and cutting up veggies and fruits, which is almost meditative for me, I got my ear pods in and, and I'm listening to, you know, this book or that book. And I'm literally getting through like two to three books a week these days. Right? Yeah. And I'm often having to re-listen to them because I don't get it all, but if you're going through two to three books on a weekly basis, you're, I mean, you're getting through about a hundred to 150 books a year. And even if I get, you know, let's say one little nugget out of that, that one little nugget could uh, make me an extra six figures. Right. Oh. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, easily. No, I, I highly uh, encourage that as well. When I'm listening to audibles afterwards, if I find those gold nuggets or, you know, at the end of the book or, you know, even if I don't get through it all in one day, then uh, usually I'll take notes and kind of journal it out because that always helps kind of retain it as well. But dude, I can relate, you know, growing up, I, I think probably till I was like maybe 23 or 24, I probably read about two or three full books. <laughs> And it wasn't like the books uh, that you're supposed to in like high school or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I was not a reader. But then when you get to the point that, you know, you have the option to read something that you're interested in, first off, that's very important, uh, but also will make you an extra six figures or, you know, whatever it may be to take your business and your mindset to the next level. I think it's extremely important. So uh, I'm right there with you, brother. I, I think uh, I think that's awesome to really push yourself out of your comfort zone, wake up early, you know, um, and be able to to soak in some extra books and education. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things. It's like education, right? That is probably the number one thing that I've learned from other mentors that has affected me so much. Like. Growing up, you know, I'm an immigrant. I wasn't born in this country, so I never learned how money worked um, through through other people, right? And my, I mean, I love my family to death. They didn't teach me a lot about how money works in this country, and so trust trust me, they didn't teach us that much here either. Yeah, <laughs> the school yeah. system's a little broken. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, right? We don't learn that growing up in school, and I mean, I went through school out here, K through 12. I did all my schooling here um, in college. But the biggest thing is, you're right, they don't teach you that. And unless you go out there and actually seek that knowledge, you're, you're never going to be able to think bigger than, uh, bigger than what, you, what you've been taught in school, which is essentially stay in rows, raise your hand, and, and go, go out there, get a job where you're probably going to sit in cubicles and work during this time to that time, right? Um, and and that's, that's essentially what we're trained to do, right? It's, it's the rare few, and, and the coolest part that's been happening, I would say, over the last eight to 10 years is the advent of, you know, the, the, the proliferation of social media to now start putting large, successful entrepreneurs in the public light. You know, I was listening to Gary Vee, I don't know if you're a fan of Gary Vee much, but I was listening to Gary Vee on something uh, recently, and he said, you know, because of the advent of social media nowadays, um, uh, youngsters, young people are no longer just aspiring to be uh, uh, athletes and and musicians, but now they're aspiring to be entrepreneurs, right? And, And that's a beautiful thing, because I think at the end of the day, entrepreneurs are the 
are honestly the ones that have the guts and the balls to go out there and imagine that something else could be different, right? That, yeah. that something else can, can change the world. I love it. It's so true. You know, growing up, I used to have Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan on my wall growing up. Um, yeah. And then now it's like people like Elon Musk or, uh, you know, Richard Branson is like on people's walls. So it, it's super just creative and it's awesome to see, you know, where, where people's mindsets are actually focusing towards. They want that financial freedom. They, they want, you know, chasing your dreams and becoming an athlete or ball player, whatever it may be is awesome. But yeah. if that, if that doesn't, uh, work out for you, then, you know, what, what's, what's the next level? So yeah. it's pretty cool. I think it's, I mean, you know, technology is beautiful, right? If, if you can learn to work with technology to allow it to take your, I mean, you can literally with a computer and an internet connection these days, there are people that are clearing seven and eight figures online. Right. And, and what's the difference? The difference ultimately at the end of the day is education, right? Mm -hmm. People are willing to go out there, educate themselves and not just education, because there's a lot of people that, you know, sat in the same seminars and, and boot camps that I did, but they never implemented it. So I think it's education. And then on top of that speed of implementation. So education and then implementation of that education as quickly as possible to reap the benefits because guess what, especially in this day and age of technology, things are constantly changing. That's right? Right. And so if you're not willing to change with it, you're not going to have, um, uh, you're, you're not, you're not going to be ahead of the curve. Yeah. 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 You got to take action, baby. Take action. It's so important. It truly is. And, um, and at the end of the day, you know, if you're not going to take action uh, after after you get educated, then you're really just spinning the wheels. What what like kills me the most is seeing people that are constantly just in that in that educational state of like you know just soaking it all in, paying for the next course, paying for the next seminar, whatever it may be, and just soaking it all in yeah. um, without you know actually taking any any uh, next level or next step in their business. Yeah, you know, absolutely. There, there's a certain point of like soaking it in, get the education, but then you got to take action. It's very important. Yeah. That's the thing. I think a lot of people don't take action because they're, um, they're in a fog. I recently I heard this acronym, which was amazing. Again, uh, another training that I was at, right? And they use yeah. this acronym, FOG. And people often act from a place of FOG. And what FOG stands for is fear, obligation, or guilt right? Fear, obligation, guilt. And that's where a lot of people take action from or inaction from, let's say. So, so they're so scared about what could happen instead of what the possibility might be. And I think so many dreams die before they even get off the launching pad because of those three big things, right? So, so I think, I, I, I mean, how do you overcome that? I, I mean, I think ultimately it's just being able to know, being able to really know that no matter what happens, that you're, you're, if, you, if you have a strong enough self-concept, then you know that what, no matter what happens, you'll be able to deal with it. And it's not always easy because I'll be honest with you. I mean, sometimes I fall there too. I'll, I'll, I might get into uh, a phase where I'm like killing it, crushing it. And then I get overconfident and end up buying, oops, the wrong deal. And now I'm like beating myself up uh, about it sometimes. And instead of beating myself up, I, I, it, it takes me a while sometimes to get out of it and be like, wait a second, what's the worst that could happen? In That's this right. Time? Right. Sure. I might, I might end up uh, uh, losing some money on this, but it's real estate. That's the beauty of real estate. Real estate, usually 99.9% .9 of the time, let's say, never goes to zero, yeah. right? And so ultimately, it's like, what's the worst that could happen? Have I lost money on deals? Yeah, I have. But as a result of that, the lessons that I learned improved my business so substantially that it took it to another level after that lesson was learned, you know? Of course. Yeah, and you're not going to make that mistake again. But at the end of the day, you know, 
I think, I think that's tremendous. Uh, tons of value right there. You know, I, I, you mentioned a few minutes ago, um, basically just starting off your morning with, you know, uh, a juice and, and health. So within my one mastermind, we talked about like the, the three dimensional businessman as far as wealth, health and relationships. So, you know, from my point of view, just like looking from a distance, it seems like you cover kind of all three of those pretty solid. And I'm curious, I'm curious if that is the case. And maybe if you could speak a little bit about that, uh, you know, how it has added or possibly even taken away from your business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll I'll be, I'll tell you what, um, I've been thinking about, you know, um, as I kind of get out there more on my own, I've been speaking for uh, about four and a half years, just recently left the company that I was speaking for, but um, I've been trying to get out there on my own. And I've been thinking about what's, what's really my message. And my message is all about growth, right? And so it's like growth in all aspects uh, in, in, in terms of my business. Uh, and, and I'm not saying someone should follow this path or not. What I'm really trying to do in my life is live up to the absolute ultimate potential that I believe that I'm capable of living. Um, Basically like almost like, uh, you know, like live with, with, with complete and utter enthusiasm in everything that I do. Right. Um, So when it comes to like, well, building wealth, right. It's, it's like, I want to be able to um, operate at the highest level. And how do I do that? Educate myself. Right. We talked about that earlier health wise. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm not the best when it comes to exercising on a consistent basis, but nutrition wise, I'm always working on something or another. So like I start my morning off first with lemon water. Um, uh, Reason is because I'm all about hydration, right? And so your, your body has not had water for maybe six, seven, eight hours, you know, however long you sleep. Right. And so you're, you're, you're incredibly dehydrated. So, so I hydrate my body first thing in the morning, and then I drink uh, celery juice. Celery juice actually helps rele- uh, release or, or um, divest your body of all these toxins, essentially. Mm-hmm. And okay. so I do that, and then I, I try to have fruits and veggies in the morning, raw foods, live foods in the morning, right, to, to kind of help me sustain throughout the rest of the day. So, so nutrition-wise, I'm always experimenting, uh, yeah. uh, and so trying trying to just constantly do something that that just gives me a lot more energy as well so so health and then relationships right um that's one of the uh the things that you know sometimes struggles when you're when you're like um constantly trying to run a uh high performing business right uh sometimes you're spending a significant amount of time in it and as a result sometimes your relationships uh don't do the best and I've had my fair share of uh, going down that road a little bit. But um, over the last, I'd say, year or so, I've really concentrated on my most intimate relationships. And um, they have flourished as a result of that. So I think it, all three of those pieces are very important. But ultimately, what it comes down to is you have to make that a priority, right? Whatever it is that you're really going after, you have to make that a priority. And sometimes, you know, I've, I've been uh, uh, listening to this book right now, The Power of Habit. And um, it's, uh, like I said, I, I'm, I'm always experimenting on myself. I'm always growing, right? So I'm kind of using myself as a guinea pig to yeah. learn about that as well. Um, so, I mean, I think it's ultimately very important. But at the end of the day, I think you have to make your dream about whatever it is you want to make it about. You know, especially as, as I grow older nowadays, you know, I'm in my mid thirties, but you know, when I was in my twenties, I was always looking around at, oh, this person's doing this and that person's doing that. Always trying to think that that's my true dream, but mm. that's not really what it is. And as I've grown up, um, I, I've, I've begun to realize that my dream is really ultimately not Lambos and and mansions, but it's it's actually living in peace and harmony with uh, with who I am, but but still able to reach my ultimate potential. I love it, man. I love it. That's tons of great value. Thanks, cool. man. Yeah. So, as far as um, you know, just mindset in general, 
when it comes down to, I know you already gave like tons of great content on this, but as far as, you know, somebody just getting started within real estate and has possibly that stinking thinking, I know you mentioned education is probably, I think we should just label that like number one as yeah. like, you definitely need to start with the education because if, if you're walking into the room and you think you're the smartest man, then, you know, that's not going to be a, a good uh, place for you. Yeah. Um, so constantly be educating yourself, but do you have like two other things that you would recommend like somebody just getting started to really be able to shift that mindset for the better? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think education is important, right? But it, it, it doesn't come without implementation. I think really what the thing is, is at some point or another, you have to put in the work, Yeah. right? And so the concept that I, I really uh, rings true in my life that I really try to follow is the concept of be, do, have, right? And so what I mean by that, what I mean is first you have to be the person so, so let's say you, you have a goal in your mind, okay? And, and you say, I want to be, uh, this is just arbitrary. I want to be a millionaire, all right? So before you can be a millionaire, you have to stop being a couch potato. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. a millionaire doesn't sit around and watch TV and eat potato chips all day long on their couch, right? They're yeah. actually doing other millionaire things, right? Yeah. Uh, whatever that is implement what other successful people are doing. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, you never need to. Yeah, I mean, that's great. That's great. Yeah, right? so, so that's copy. Be a good copier, right? Yeah. Um, copy other successful people. And there's so much literature out there that you can actually learn from and read that allows you to uh, um, uh, follow other, other, uh, other leaders that have reached goals that you have uh, in, in every industry especially real estate, right? Yeah. Um, so, so, so copy is, is probably one, but, but I think the biggest thing is you have to be the person that you want to become before you are there. So if, if, you, if you want to be a millionaire, you, you need to be doing the things that millionaires do when you have 50 cents in your bank account, that's right? So true. Yeah. And, and so that's one of the biggest things is, is the implementation. And I think, the, uh, you know, we talked about education, implementation, and then the last piece, I think, is ultimately just you have to shut off all of the noise. Mm -hmm. there's, especially when you start out, you know, there's going to be so many naysayers, so many people that might not believe in you. And, and that's okay, right? Because when I started, there were a lot of people that didn't actually – believe that I'd be able to do what I'm doing now, right? Yeah. But guess what? A lot of those same people now, many of them lend me money, yeah. right? So, so, um, so, you know, people, people say, uh, um, you don't worry about the haters. Um, I, I'm, I'm all about turning my haters into lovers, but, yeah. but it's, it's not something that's an obsession for me because at the end of the day, it's not to prove them wrong. It's more so because I know what my truth is, right? Okay. So I think uh, ultimately what it comes down to is, is really working on what I talked about earlier, working on your self-concept, right? Mm -hmm. if, you, if you really work on your self-concept about who you are really um, meant to be out there, then I think you can, you can achieve uh, levels that you even have no clue about, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. we're always learning, all of us. Right. Of course. I mean, that's tremendous. And, and that's, I think the, the biggest key. I literally know people um, that, that believe they know it all. They have it all figured out, which is it like scares the hell out of me. It makes me want to run the opposite way very, very quickly. Um, yeah. But you know, I'm more of a, like a little bit of a religious background and whatever everyone else's belief is behind that. But somebody told me before that, you know, the, the plan that God has for you, if at the end of the day, you know, after you die and you meet him and, and he shows you the, the person that he had planned meant, you know, for you to be. Yeah. And if it, and if you look that person in the face and it's not the spitting image of who you are that day, and it's somebody completely different, like you guys went down two different paths, 
then that's that's going to be you know a very heartbreaking day so you want to like rejoice and and truly get excited about meeting that person that you know you really you know your full potential the the person that you're created to be which is awesome yeah exactly right and and that that piece i actually um uh, read about it heard about it recently as well right and that's what i'm saying it's like I don't need to invent anything. I don't need to invent my own ideas. I'm able to formulate them and through my own filters kind of figure out what works for me, what doesn't. Now, some of the things that I might be saying uh, on this podcast even right now, might, it, it, it might not all ascribe to your listeners, right? They might not love everything I'm saying, but there might be one piece, one sentence, right? That could make all the difference in their life, right? And so that's the other piece. For me, it's like, I can learn from anyone. I can learn from brand new real estate investors that have never done a deal. And I have before, right? Because they come up with great ideas. And so one of the biggest key pieces for me is like being, um, being able to build other people up, being able to build up their self-concept. Because at the end of the day, if they really believe in themselves, I think that it, 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 they can actually believe that they can go out there and, and do something great. That's one of the biggest things that I love about teaching and training, right? Because oftentimes I, I've uh, stood in front of other uh, students of mine and they're doubting themselves. And, and, and one of the biggest things I love about teaching and training is the fact that I can show them that they're greater than they actually believe they are, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't believe your past defines who you are. I believe that it is your potential that defines who you are. That's right. Right. So I'm very big on that. I love that. I get amped up, man, about this stuff. You know, at the end of the day, it's so crucial and you hit so many great topics right there, you know, and it really just shows the, the leader that you really are because at the end of the day, you know, a true leader creates leaders and that's, that's what you're doing. So um, very cool. I love it. So just like a quick little breakdown, basically, you know, for, for somebody just getting started in real estate, focusing on that mindset or whatever business you're in within, uh, you know, focusing on your mindset to really take yourself to the next level, quit out, you know, knock out that sneaking thinking, um, definitely educate yourself first, you know, take action second and, uh, be a great copier. You know, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just, uh, you know, if you want to be successful, copy what successful people are doing on a daily basis and develop those routines. Yeah. Um, basically, watch who your friends are and, and surround yourself with more elite people that are, are doing that next level stuff. So you're not the smartest guy in the room and, uh, and you'll constantly be growing into yeah. their next level. And then cut out that noise, cut out that stinking thinking that you have or whatever, or the, the BS, the, the stuff that other people are saying, um, that are just not speaking life into you, into you, you know, just cancel that stuff out and keep it moving. You don't need to, everybody has different mindsets and, uh, and you don't need a negative mindset to really affect your life and your living. Yeah. I think, yeah, the last piece is is just that, that self-concept piece, right? That's why I mean, cut off the noise because, if you can really like, here, here's the thing, the whole thing, everything I believe in life is an internal game, period. Like if there was one thing that I could say that would just be my, my most foundational belief, it's this, everything in life is an internal game, period. Mm. Right. And, and what I mean by that is, is whenever something outside of myself happens, that is, is not what I would prefer to happen, let's say, right? I look at it and I say to myself, why am I reacting to an external circumstance? It's ultimately just a stimulus, yeah. right? It's just a stimulus. The response that I have is my responsibility, right? Yes. And so in, in between a stimulus and a response, I believe there's a nanosecond of time that we have an opportunity to really get clear on what our response is going to be, right? Because the same stimulus can have multiple responses for two different people, right? Um, For sure. Yeah, you know, like any number of things, like like 
for example, me getting a deal versus the next guy not getting the deal. Yeah. It's the same exact thing happened, right? But it ended up coming to me, but it didn't go to the other person. Or, or vice versa. Um, it's like, why, why would that happen? And, and how right. are you going to react behind it? Right, exactly. For me, it's just like, all right, whatever. If a deal doesn't come together, move on to the next. I don't try to put deals together. Deals happen for me. I believe that, right? And so I believe that I can only control what I can control. And it's all internal in our company. Like, what can we control? We can't control when a seller wants to sell. But yeah. I can be there and ready to help them pull the trigger when they're ready to do so. Right. right. So I can control my follow up. I can control the amount of marketing that we're putting out. I can control making myself ready to pull the trigger as in get my funding lined up, make sure that um, uh, my, my team actually knows how to talk to these sellers when the time uh, comes. Right. So all of those things matter tremendously. And those are things that I can control. What can I not control? I can't control how many sellers are going to call me in a given day. I can control how much marketing I put out, right, yeah. et cetera. So. Yeah, I love it, man. Woo, this is so good. <laughs> Appreciate you. Yeah, it's, it's that, I mean, man, I'm so passionate about this stuff, but I bet you, you know, like uh, you've been doing real estate for a little bit now as well. You have quite a, a bit of cash flow properties. It's the same concept, right? We all love talking about mindset. Why? Because that's the number one freaking thing that has tremendously changed our lives. The technical piece, that can all be learned, right? Yeah. I believe mindset can be learned as well. But, but that's why every single person that's successful is always talking about mindset. Yeah. Because that's the number one piece, right? It, that's it the only is. thing that I always want to talk about. I love it. And, you know, you mentioned something a few minutes ago that I wanted to kind of touch base on. Um, I forget exactly how you worded it, but uh, overall, you're basically just mentioning, you know, when you're doing something right now and, uh, and basically it's going to lead to like what you're like, for instance, what, what made me think about it was, um, when it comes down to donating or like giving back and helping people, people like I'm guilty of it in the past. I, w I was very guilty of this. I would always say, you know, when I become successful, I will start giving back more. I'll start making a difference in the world. But the truth of the matter is that if you're not giving now, then it's not, you're not going to be giving when you're super successful or whatever that means. So it really, it starts with today. It starts yeah. with like, uh, and, and karma strong, like what, whether you believe in, you know, a higher uh, power or you believe in karma or like the world, like whatever it is. Um, it's just everybody I feel like can agree, like karma takes care of itself and, and it comes back around. So, um, you know, giving first and then, and watching that, you know, come back and bless you 10 times over is, uh, is definitely something to, you know, be mindful of. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, as you say that, um, um, this idea came in my mind. Um, something that I, I really have ascribed to for a very long time, yeah. which is wherever you go, there you are. Yeah. As in, as in, if you're not a happy person right now, or someone that's giving, right? As you uh, as you shared. Yeah. Right now, when you when you don't have a lot, right? What makes you think that you're going to be a happy person that's giving when you are at your goal or yeah. whatever, right? So, so you have to practice. That's, that's the same concept, be, right? We we're talking be, do, have. Yeah. Be first. You have to be the person before you become that person. That's right. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's solid, man. Well, I'm, I'm so thankful for you because I feel like this is going to help tremendously so many people like just the just the few people that I'm coaching right now they've they've been struggling with the, the mindset a little bit recently so I'm definitely going to push them to watch this and uh and reconsider you know that that stinking thinking get it out of their out of yeah. their system right now so this is going to be solid um cool so as far as your future goes like where do you see yourself in the future um that's that's the thing right now I'm kind of like in kind of a 
figuring out stage, okay. maybe not transition stage, but I want to be able to get out there and share my story more because like literally, you know, I didn't really get into the details of it, man, but we were down in the dumps like, you know, 11 years ago. Like it was not a good situation for me and my family, but, but we pulled ourselves out of it and, and the, the change, the trajectory, the growth has been so tremendous that I want to be able to share that you can literally come from nothing and, and spread, uh, uh, not, not, I mean, build an incredible legacy for yourself. Right? right. And, and so, what has happened as a result of real estate in my life is that it has not just changed the trajectory of my own life, but it has changed the trajectory of the people that will come years and years and generations behind me, right? Because we've Ooh. made these investments and, and, and I get so, I'm, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps because that's what I want to be able to share with people, man. I want to be able to share that story, share with people that whatever you want can really be possible if you put yourself in the right places at the right time, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you're constantly working, like I said, inside game, if you're working on yourself, then you can, you can do that. And that's really what I want to do. So uh, right now, over the next um, year, to, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't think 5, 10, 15, 20 years ahead because okay. honestly, I don't know what I'm going to want to do a year from right? Yeah. I might have an idea of what I want to do right now, but that might completely change. So I try to think about, you know, what's going to happen over the next three, six, nine, 12 months, because this is the trajectory I'm currently going on. So really right now, what I'm uh, doing is I'm trying to get out there more and, and start sharing this story, sharing what my passion is uh, with people a lot more through, through um, you know, speaking on different stages, uh, uh, just sharing on social media. It's, it's actually, you know, that's what one thing I love about social media. It's a stage, right? And you get an opportunity to share positivity through that channel. And, and so I've been embracing that a little bit more. And then, um, outside of that, you know, in my business, I mean, as the market has been, um, I've been, I've been watching the market very closely. We've been running a very successful fix and flip business over the last uh, 10, 11 years now. Um, More so just in the last four to five years, five years is what I would say, um, where we've seen the the tremendous growth. And um, so I've been watching the market very closely and now I'm like, okay, fix and flips are great. I love the, you know, the, the the checks are nice. Uh, Don't get me wrong. You know, we've been doing, uh, just uh, flipping through wholesaling and fix and flips and we own a bunch of rentals but now I'm really about to start concentrating a lot more on that passive income and and that's what we're going to start moving to because here's the thing I know you're all about that by the way <laughs> uh, but but that's the thing you know uh, the glamour of the check the bigger check it can be enticing it can be very enticing oh, of course but at the end of the day man that cash flow is king right yeah. because that's the exit at the end of the day that's the exit so we're doing a lot more like lending so we do transactional funding um so we we do lending now i want to grow that side of the business so more passive income stuff obviously own a bunch more rentals as well um we're working on some big packages right now from some landlords and you know some of these landlords they're like okay i want to retire and so I'm proposing to them, okay, why don't you retire but still enjoy the cash flow with some seller finance? Yeah. Right? And so, so going after some seller financing deals because at the end of the day, the only way that I see a true exit from uh, having to flip, not to say that I will, uh, I will stop doing this business. At the end of the day, like retirement for me is me being able to choose whether I want to do a deal or not. That's right. Um, and, and so that's because, you know, I'm young, you're young, we're both young people, like, we're not going to, and we're ambitious, we're not gonna like stop, right? But the point is that I want it to be a choice whether I can, uh, whether I need to flip a property or two or three this month or not, right? And yeah. so I'm really moving to cash flow. And then honestly, right now, it's just a lot about, um, so sharing more out there, um, buying more uh, income producing property, right, cash flow, and other cash flow avenues. And then the third thing I think really is just really developing myself and, and my relationships. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and some of my closest relationships, 
um, both with family and friends. And uh, of course, in family is my wife too. And so, so just really figuring out kind of what do we, what do we want our life to look like? Right. And, and is it, is it, are we working in our business on a regular and consistent basis or are we able to go away for three or four months? Um, you know, my, my wife wants to buy an RV and yeah, she's, she's a construction and design genius. Um, so we would probably gut that RV um, <laughs> and just build out a really cool RV. And she wants to go traveling, being able to travel for two or three or four months at a time. If she'd like, I'd love to be able to join her on that. Uh, on that journey from time to time too so it's like being able to figure out and and real estate has allowed us to even think of those types of dreams right because if we were if we were in a job or 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 employed by someone else you would never be able to yeah you wouldn't even think about it because it's so just cancel it out right away be like well it's not even an option it's not doable Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's why I love real estate so much. That's why I want to share this with someone. Same here. No, I couldn't agree more. And I mean, you literally, you, nobody ever gives me goosebumps, but I promise you, you, you gave me goosebumps with just, uh, you know, I know originally you told me when we met up in person in, in Vegas, um, yeah. you know, you told me a little bit more about, you know, your past, your humble upbringing and, and uh, some of the crazy things. I'm sure you only went just a, a little bit into it, but um, you know, a lot of people can relate. And and it's uh, you know, it's crazy to see what real estate has done for people like you and me, um, coming from that humble background and and just getting by or just making it and having the crazy uh, things that has happened. So so it's really exciting to to see you know the options that come back to us afterwards when we start focusing on strategies within real estate. And it's funny how everybody typically um, really wants to switch it around. Just like, you know, they start off in fix and flip and then they want passive income. Well, it's funny. I naturally just jumped into passive income naturally like that. But now I'm to the point like passive income is great. I love passive income. Don't get me wrong. But now I want like big checks as well. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I want to go backwards. So it's, you know, you can't win. (laughs) Yeah, grass is always greener, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's the thing. You're, you're, you're building up passive income. You like, you see that, but, but now you know kind of what, what the game's all about, right? So I I started off that way. Um, actually from a couple, um, not a couple, actually like the first four or five properties I bought, I raised long-term, uh, private money. And then I bought a bunch of rental uh, rentals with that long-term private money, but I was only cash flowing per rental, probably about 200 bucks a month. And you can't live off of a thousand dollars a month, right? Yeah. So, um, especially when you, when you're in New York. And, uh, and so, um, so I had to kind of unwind. So I guess what I'm trying to say is like, we all have our journeys and our paths and it doesn't yeah. make it right or wrong. It just says, your journey is your journey and my journey is mine. With right. that said, you know, it's not always been peaches and cream in this business, right? You go through ups and downs and lefts and rights and sometimes backwards, sometimes forwards, hopefully more forward than backwards, but sometimes you falter and that's okay, right? So there's been deals where we haven't uh, made money, right? We've, we've lost a significant amount of money, but I share the, the, uh, the, the losses just as much as the wins because that's the thing. I think a, a lot of the noise out there, everyone's trying to, you know, that, that's what I was talking about uh, earlier, which was everyone's into the flashy cars and flat, uh, the mansions. Nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. Right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that's just one side of it. Every single flashy car you see out there has had its trials and tribulations. It's just that that person that, that, that walked that walk move through it with, with, uh, with a, a relentless attitude. That's right. And just continuing to move forward, continuing to move forward. Um, my sister says that I have this thing like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm like, uh, 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 I, I don't know. I don't know a lot about dogs. Right. But I'm like a dog that basically grabs a bone and is not willing to let go until it's hit. 
right? Yeah. And, and once you develop that attitude that you know you're capable of something, you'll never quit. And that's the only way I see people fail is because they quit, right? They don't try to figure it out. Yeah. And as an entrepreneur, it's so important to just adjust and, and keep it moving and figure it out as the problems come in, uh, just to be a problem solver and keep it moving. I love it, brother. Yeah. Always, right? Always. That's, that's the goal, right? I mean, right. not the goal. That, that, is, that is the freaking journey, man. Yeah. It's, it's all about solutions based. Like my company name is M2 Rest. It stands for M2, uh, Malhar and Meg. Me and my sister started the company together. But okay. R-E-S-T stands for Real Estate Solutions Team. Right? That's right. And, and so it, Yes, exactly. And, and you have to be solutions oriented in yeah. life, right? And it's like, yeah, you might be like, crap, I, I did a bad deal, I lost some money, whatever. All right, you can wallow in that for about five minutes and yeah. then pick yourself up and, and go spend the next 23 hours, 55 minutes figuring out how you can make that money back because that made you a better real estate investor. That's so true. I love it, brother. Yeah, man, man, you just dropped so much great content. Do you have any like final words that, that you would like to kind of leave everybody with after that I want to see how you know if you don't mind how people can actually get a hold of you yeah for sure um I mean the the one fundamental thing that I would leave people with um hopefully I brought value to your to your community man I think um, you did a little bit <laughs> <laughs> good, good um the one final thing I would leave uh you with is this Every single entrepreneur that you see out there has had their own journey, right? Your journey is your own. And the, the, the number one thing is that it's all, all of it is an inside game. And once you master, and, and I don't think you ever master it, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. But you eventually continue to learn more about yourself and what makes you tick, what makes you do better, right? How do you continuously grow each and every single day? Wake up, just wake up every single day being passionate and proud of what you're doing and what you, where you have gotten to. And, and if, if it's not um, the real estate, do something else, right? Do something else that you're passionate about because you know what? If you're making 50 or 60 or 70 grand a year doing something that you're passionate about, that's a lot better than making $200,000 a year being absolutely miserable. Miserable, yeah. And so I think that's really what it's all about, right? That, that is ultimately the, the game, which is it's all, it's all you, right? I love it, brother. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, how can people get a hold of you? So these days, like I said, I'm, I'm, I am working on getting out there more. So I've been starting to be more active on Facebook and Instagram. So, you know, definitely you can DM me on Instagram. My name, uh, my handle is Mulhar, M-A-L-H-A-R-B, the letter B, real, R-E-A-L, Mulhar B, real. And then uh, on Facebook, you can just uh, follow me. My name is Mulhar, M-A-L-H-A-R, last name Bagat. B is in boy, H-A, G is in girl, A-T is in Tom, Mulhar Bagat. So just find me, follow me. I'm trying to consistently put content out there. As you can see, I'm really freaking passionate about it. So. You're not trying, brother. You're doing it. I love it, man. <laughs> You're crushing yeah. it. Thanks, cool. Um, is there anything that the listeners can do to add value in your life? um just follow me and and comment and like some of the stuff that i'm saying i'm, I'm gonna come out with more stuff like i said i want to um uh, lastly uh mention i really appreciate you brandon um because you know um although we only met a, a short while ago man i yeah. mean i've really enjoyed some of the conversations we've had man and and i really appreciate you uh, inviting me to your show so thank you again for that oh, i appreciate you brother i appreciate you all right, guys. Well, you have heard it from the best, and I, I appreciate you guys for all sticking, you know, sticking with us the whole time through the whole uh, episode, and uh, really being able to dive deeper into your mindset. So this has been a tremendous episode. I'm very, very thankful for you, brother. I really do appreciate it. Um, if you want to get in contact with me, you can always uh, check out the website, BrandonElliotInvestments.com. 
Otherwise, anywhere on social media, Brandon Elliott Investments uh, on Instagram or uh, on on Facebook, it is facebook.com slash R or Brandon, sorry, facebook.com slash Brandon Elliott REI. So um, if you have any comments, concerns, let me know. I'd love to hear it. Love to hear some feedback. Also, if you do find value, do me a favor and make sure you subscribe on iTunes as well as on uh, leaving a review on iTunes. That will just help promote it to more people, get more people interested in the podcast, and that will help towards my overall goal of getting a, a million people, you know, just help transform their life into real estate investing. And this whole platform, it's all geared towards educating people, motivating them, and preparing them to take action. So if you leave a review, that, that helps me tremendously out, uh, get it in front of more people. And then I will show you know, the, the love and the respect back, and I'll send you my book absolutely free, action-driven. I'll send you guys a copy just for, for showing me some love and getting it out there to more people and, and hitting my goals. I'll, uh, I'll give you my book for free. So, um, so with that being said, guys, till next time, Malhart, you are the man, brother. Appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you, man. Thank you again. All right, till next time, guys. Stay blessed. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.